All right, welcome back to the Lindroth Hockey Podcast. We are back with our regular program and show. It's been about a month, Dad, since we've been back. Yep. We're back to things, and we've had a long summer. We are excited because we're here with both co-hosts today, my father and I. And we're here with the special guest that we had back on in episode 69 uh, about a year ago now, Dad. That's right, so a year ago. We're excited to have with us today Coach Birdie with Rapid City Rush. How are you doing today, sir? Yeah, I'm doing, I'm doing great, guys. Thanks for having me on. So, Coach, let's start here. Uh, give us a short uh, synopsis of last season from your perspective, some of the things that went well, some of the things you want to improve on. Well, what I want to improve on is uh, us to be a playoff hockey team. We lost out. Uh, we didn't make the playoffs by two points last year, and, and that uh, uh, doesn't leave a very good taste in my mouth nor my players. So, um, you know, we had some challenges last year. Uh, we uh, I met with them this this uh, over the summer, and uh, hopefully with, uh, A, the signings that we have um, and the attitude of our players uh, not wanting to have a long summer, uh, we'll bring it into uh, this summer or this season and uh, go from there. So I know a lot of the uh, the players, they've got to do some of their workouts and keep up with being in shape over the summer and everything. Obviously, as we get into this episode today, we realize how crazy busy you've been. What is a summer like for an ECHL coach? Sip, as we mentioned before, you guys do everything for the team, essentially. Yeah, hopefully it's uh, it does get easier. Um, this past summer was, uh, um, you know, it was, it was quite difficult for myself um, due to the fact that obviously, you know, I, I look back on our season, I do a reevaluation of everything, um, starting with myself, um, uh, my staff, my players, um, and then um, I got to come to conclusion um, in what we need to do and, and how can we get to that next level, right? Um, so it was a busy summer. Uh, unfortunately, uh, I did part ways with my assistant coach. Uh, my uh, my equipment manager just left a couple weeks ago, so we had to fill his role. Um, our radio announcer, broadcaster, he moved on, so we had to fill his role. So, um, you know, with with the the signings over the summer, the players that aren't coming back, the players that have moved on to Europe, uh, and then all my staff uh, getting to do all that kind of stuff. Uh, there was a lot of interviews, a lot of stuff that I don't like doing. Uh, I think when you talk to coaches, we just want to coach. Um, but there there is a lot of extra stuff as an e uh, ECHL head coach and GM. So. Um, you know, we got to put the best staff that we can together and, and the best group of players and, and the best, bring in the best culture. So, uh, it was a long summer. Uh, I didn't like the summer due to the fact of, uh, we didn't win. Um, and, uh, came to the conclusion that, uh, you know, a few things had to change and, and we made those changes. Yeah. So you obviously have some great players coming back for the team. You've also got some new players, which we'll all get to individually, what are you excited about with all the new signings as we go through this? What are you excited about for them to bring to the team next year, maybe compared to last year? What's going to be the big difference? Uh, I, I think the big difference for us, um, you know, is consistency. It's a big word, um, you know, that uh, I'm going to bring into our season this year. Uh, we had our ups. We had our downs. Um, you know, we had some guys that battled through some injury. We had some guys um, – you know, that maybe didn't step up and take that extra role when uh, when we needed, um, when guys were called up. Um, this year, they're going to be an extra year into their pro hockey career. So for me, it's uh, it's those guys taking those next steps and, and obviously working with Calgary, and they've been a great affiliation. And, um, you know, working work with them and giving us some players, uh, we're very excited uh, for some of the players that we will see in uh, Rush Jersey this year. 
So, like I said, you've been real busy here. A lot of signings. Uh, I want to talk about a few of them. So, first of all, one that we're actually familiar with and a recent acquisition, uh, veteran Connor Blackwood. Uh, so, this kid, he tore it up, Andrew, uh, in the uh, WHL, if you remember, uh, with Red Deer, I believe. And uh, he was a high draft choice. I think Colorado he was, he was uh, drafted by. We remember him because he played here in Tulsa. So his first couple seasons, he was here in Tulsa and he was doing um, really well. So he's moved around a little bit, has some AHL experience uh, back to uh, ECHL. So he's coming here now from Maine. What are you looking for him to bring to the team? Well, if you go back a little bit, uh, you notice that he was drafted in the first round. He was also drafted twice. Uh, One by St. Louis and one Colorado. Um, and if you continue to do some homework on him, um, he played a little bit for me in Idaho. Okay. And I was familiar with him in my Western Hockey League days, right? So, um, so with Connor, um, you know, it's he's coming. He's coming to us similar in a similar situation as a Logan Nelson. Uh, Logan was really on the kind of his last step, um, you know, in pro hockey and, and wanted to rejuvenate his career. Um, and obviously, um, through myself, he's now played three years for me. Um, and Connor, Connor sees that Connor wants that Connor wants to continue his pro career and continue to play a lot longer than, uh, um, you know, past this year. So, um, he saw the opportunity as a veteran player to, uh, to give me a call. We reached out, we, we talked through, uh, through a lot of things and, uh, you know, we came to the conclusion that, uh, he wants to, uh, rejuvenate his career and I hope I can do that. And hopefully he can uh, come in and, and be the best version of him. Uh, and I can pull some of his, uh, skill set out with, uh, with his leadership, helping our younger guys. And, uh, we can continue his career a little bit longer. So interesting to note here, uh, a move that you made, you acquired the CEH, uh, the ECHL rights to uh, Will Rydell. So this guy, mostly an uh, AHLer, uh, spent a lot of time last year in the AHL. I think this is a great move. Obviously, you do, Coach, because you're the one that did the deal. But this is, hey, if he if he gets sent down at all for any reason, he's coming to you. Not to say you want that for the kid because you want him to do well in his career. But I think this is a great move then. And how did that come about? Yeah, you got to give to get, right? So, um, you know, I gave up futures uh, uh, for the rights to Will Rydell. Um, and we'll see how that plays out. Um, you know, I, I have a lot of contacts in American Hockey League. Uh, Will was on a two-way contract last year. And then obviously he was signed with Savannah. So we made a deal with Savannah. They, they were kind of loaded up on that back end there. Um, you know, and I think it's the right move for us. Uh, um, Louis Mass is an assistant coach who worked with Will up in uh, uh, San Jose, um, who's the guy that I worked with, played against, and and have became very good friends uh, up in Alaska. So, um, you know, he raves about him. He thinks he's going to be a good player uh, for me, uh, both on the ice and off the ice. Uh, if we do see him, and if we do see him, I look uh, uh, I look for some big things from him this year. And I'll help our back for sure. You had mentioned futures. I don't know if that's future considerations. That player gets traded all the time, it seems like, in the NHL, AHL. What is future considerations? Is this Freddie, like later on you owe them something they owe you? What is that? Uh, yeah, Freddie Charles is the, the name of that player. Oh. <laughs> um, you know, it, it was just something that came up there that uh, uh, Savannah and I worked out. Um, 
that somewhere down the line that uh, if they're needing a player um, and, you know, it, it's the right timing, we'll make that that trade. Uh, it can get pushed towards the end of the season at our uh, futures deadline. Um, but it's it's one of those ones that, uh, like I said, they they were overloaded on that back end. Obviously, they're with Vegas, and Vegas is going to probably give them some good players there. So, right. So they had the opportunity to uh, move him, and, and it was the right move for myself at the time. I think it's going to be the right move, but we'll see. Future will uh, uh, will tell the truth. And um, again, he's going to help our back end. Who would have the, uh, I don't know if the right word is control, like if you were doing a future consideration thing, like how do you make sure it, it's an equal trade later on? Or like, could it be like any coach could be like, no, I don't want to trade this player. This is the one that you want. I'll give you this. And it's not an agreement. Like when you guys do something like that, how does that work? Well, in, in all honesty, a lot of it, does come down to trust um yeah. not not being a liar or whatnot um but but i think i have a reputation of, of being a trust trustworthy uh coach and, and guy and, and i'm not there to screw the next guy um you know so um if we can make a deal it's going to work out and then at the end of the day you know what i'm going to probably have to lose a good player to get a good player like i said so right. um you know there's no hard feelings, uh, uh, nor nor is there ill will feelings against the player that potentially could could be moving along. Um, but at the time, this was the right move for us, and we'll see if it uh, works out. So you did a trade with Wheeling early on this summer. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, I picked up the uh, I picked up uh, uh, Kilty Jerry Leone. Um, he's a player I had my eyes on. Again, he's another Western League player that I I saw when he was in Tri Cities on Spokane, and then. Um, and when he was in Seattle, I know the coach in Seattle very well. Uh, so we talked, uh, you know, and I do my homework on players that I, that I go after. Um, and he's a, uh, he's a guy that I think, again, I can, I can rectify his career and I know what he wants to do. And he's had the sniff of playing in the American hockey. That's where he wants to get to. My job is to get him there and, and hopefully keep him there. Um, but at the end of the day, I'll do my best to, to help, uh, move those guys on. Um, at the end of the day, it's up to them to, uh, you know, to be the best version of them. Uh, and I'll try and maximize their, uh, their potential the best I can. But he was a player again, that, uh, I thought we lacked a little bit in the scoring area. Um, he's a two way player again, to give, to get, you got to give, and I had to give up, um, uh, uh, a good player, um, you know, who, who's been with me and trusted me right from the get go and Quinn Wickers. So, uh, Quinn wanted some new eyes on him, uh, maybe back East. Uh, I believe he's going to go to camp in Wilkesbury and see if he can, uh, if he can play there. Um, if not, then he'll be the best version of him for the wheeling nailers and, and go from there. He had some sniff in the American hockey league with Tucson and, um, uh, San Diego last year. So, you know, we'll, uh, we'll see. Um, but you know, to replace Quinn, that's when I had to make the deal to, uh, to get Will Rydell's rights. So Adam Carlson announces retirement this summer. That obviously leaves room for a new goaltender. You're bringing in goaltender Jason Pulowski from the SPHL. He obviously looked good in his ECHL debut last year and did well in the Southern Professional League. What can you give us some intel on him and just kind of the goaltending situation moving forward now? Yeah, we're we're very fortunate uh, I'm working with Calgary. Calgary's, uh, you know, talking right now, and, and we can only talk, but it looks like I'm going to potentially get two goalies from them. Um, which I'm very excited about. Um, and that's, uh, you know, Adam Carlson's a veteran in this league, um, but it was time for him to, to move on. Um, he has a good thing going on, what he's got uh, 
what he's doing in Minnesota. Um, you know, and, and he just, he just got married and wants to spend time with his wife and his family. Right. So, um, you know, for us, we, we signed Jason and, and Jason's been an established goalie in the SPHL and, and, um, given the opportunity, he'll get a great, good opportunity to hear if I get two goalies from, um, Calgary, which I, which I'm expecting, um, then, you know, he'll, uh, he'll be ready to go. So, uh, that was kind of that move right there. And obviously you have to talk to, um, this kid knowing that, Hey, there's going to be call-ups and, and send downs kids. You're just going to have to ride the wave because it's not like, I mean, you know, Calgary may want you to play their goalies, right? I mean, that's the way it works in the ECHL. Yeah, absolutely. At the beginning of the season, there's a lot of goalies that are out there. There's a lot of uh, players looking for jobs. Um, so you kind of get a feel. It probably takes a good month or so into it. Um, but as you guys can tell and you guys know and you guys, you know, do your homework and, and see how this league is ran, there's times there that we're searching for goalies, right? So to keep a third goalie on your roster, you know, it's it's almost imperative uh, at the beginning of the season. Um, you know, for, for us, it, we ran into a little bit of problem last year when we had guys getting called up. So, um, you know, with Jason's background and resume, he, he's just down the road here in Minnesota. He wants to be a part of an ECHL team. Uh, he's hungry. A couple of my players know him. Um, so that's a good sign. And, and he wants to be here and he understands his role to start. You know, um, he's not coming in here being a third goalie. He wants to come in and, and fight for a job, fight for being the number one goalie. And I think that's that's what we want. And that's, uh, um, you know, the mentality of a hockey player, right? Just not going there. Hey, listen, I'm going to be a third goalie. No, I want to go there and I want to fight for a job. If it's a backup uh, opportunity, if it's the head starter, that's what you want. Right. So he's coming up with a good attitude and we'll see where it goes from there. So you got uh, a, a few rookies here coming up. You've got uh, SPHL rookie star, Rhett Kingston, who uh, seemed to uh, have a great rookie year last year. And then you've got uh, Billy Roach coming out of uh, Suffolk and I think Curry is where he finally uh, graduated from. Two young guys, what are you expecting out of them? Well, if you go back to my first year um, when I took the job here, I love young hockey players. I think they're they're young, they're hungry, uh, gives me an opportunity to work with them. Um, and my first year, you know, having I, I, I want to say I had 14 rookies my first year coaching um, and, and they thrived from that uh, mixed in with a few veteran players. Um, and that's kind of what I've gone back to uh, young, hungry uh, hockey players that want to move on and want to come in. They want to work and they want to be the best they can be. And, and that's all I can ask for. If they want to continue to come in, they want to learn, um, learn the game that I'm going to teach. Then then that's awesome. Um, you know, they got some good attitudes. They're hungry. Um, yes, understand that they maybe played in the SPHL, but this is an opportunity for them to come and establish themselves as ECHL players to start. And their goal and mindset is to be American Hockey League players. And, uh, you know, my goal is to move them along, be the best coach that I can be, um, because as a coach, I want to move along as well, right? So any information that I can get from my peers to help these guys along the way, that's what I'm going to do. And and for those guys, given the opportunity and, and trusting me and, and believing in and my culture and what I'm building here with my group and my staff, um, you know, we welcome those guys to come in and, and fight for jobs. You got big Zach Hoffman coming uh, from Wichita. He's six three, strong. He's tough. He's also right hand shot on defense. Um, he's going to add quite a bit. I'm interested to find out the uh, is it Corella? Is it uh, Mauricio yeah. Corella? He's one I'm not oh. familiar with, but he had some e ECHL experience. I think he went over to Europe, but now yeah. he's coming back, which is 
kind of odd that what we've discovered, most players, you know, they sort of finish their North American whatever. I had my shot. I had my time. Now I'm going to get better money, possibly maybe even a better league. It seems like he's got unfinished business here in North America. He was an OHL uh, you know, player, Canadian player. Am I reading that wrong or am I no, reading too much into it? No, he's dual. Uh, he has that opportunity to go over to uh, Italy um, and, and play there. But he went to camp last year in Cincinnati. He had a couple good games. They just got uh, filtered down with a lot of players. I talked to Jason Payne, um, you know, about him. Uh, he liked him. I trust Painter. Um, and this kid wants to come in with a, with a good attitude. He's OHL player, so CHL. Uh, you know, he has that girl. I talked to a couple of his coaches. Uh, he can score some goals, and, and he's hungry, right? So he had the opportunity to go over there and wants to uh, give North America an opportunity and try here, right? So, um, you know, no better than bringing in a hungry hockey player that wants to prove himself. And, and that's what I'm all about, giving guys opportunities to come in. I'm not all about going after the veteran veteran players, um, but uh, anytime I could add some youth into my uh, my lineup, that's what I want to do. So, um, you know, I've added, obviously, with Connor Bleakley and some of my older players, um, these young guys will uh, bring the best out of them. Yeah, speaking of young players, one of the last ones we want to mention is rookie Riley Janelle, Ganell, and then Alex Carlson, who you're obviously familiar with. The other Carlson defenseman, he played, what, about a dozen games for you last year. Talk about those two, Seth, those are the last two players we're bringing up from those new signings. Yeah, Carly's a big horse, uh, back end, another right shot, played well for me when given the opportunity, played most of his career um, in the SPHL, but uh, he's had a good summer of working hard, um, you know, I'm I don't want to say I'm thin on the back end. We'll see what Calgary sends me. Um, but no, he's a, a good stable D man that I can uh, bring in and, and he plays a simple game. Um, and then Riley Janelle, um, he's a, another Western hockey league guy. A lot of my connections uh, speak uh, highly of him. Um, his dad goes back. His dad, I believe is a, uh, a scout with the Vegas golden Knights. I believe where he was, uh, he has ties. Look who he played with last year. I uh, played in Regina, I played online with Connor Bedard, right? So, yeah. Um, you know, he, he understands winning. He's a big body uh, forward, big powerful forward. And again, he's young. He's 21 years old, didn't go to school um, this coming season, he wants to play pro and wants to give it a shot. He's going to go to Wrangler's camp there. He's from Calgary and, uh, you know, prove himself. This is an opportunity for him to, uh, um, you know, learn the pro game. And, and take that big body frame to the next level. So I'm excited to add him. And, and uh, again, another guy uh, with some uh, youthful energy um, to add to my lineup. So a lot of activity this summer and, and good for you. Now you're going into camp. What's going to be your approach going into the camp? And what are you hoping to get out of camp specifically this year? Well, understanding uh, consistency. Um, again, like I said earlier, we were up and down. Um, uh, last season so I want a cons consistent uh, even keel line throughout the uh, the start to the middle to the finish right there is some dog days throughout the summer or sorry throughout the winter time that uh, you know you got to push and as long as you guys and my team can uh, play consistently then I'm, I'll be happy with that you know as a coach you, you say to your players what you do at the beginning of the season hinders uh, or could happen could hinder you at the end of the season that's what happened to us we missed out by two points right so um, we, uh, threw a few games away, which I don't want to do this year. Um, you know, so for me, it's about consistency. It's about guys coming into shape. I'm very, 
very high on uh, a conditioned team. Uh, I, I believe I play my teams play with a, a high pace game and they're going to continue to uh, to do that. So as long as my guys continue to uh, uh, come into camp ready to go, uh, they're in shape. I'm going to push them. I'm going to grind them because that's what I do. Um, and, you know, I don't want them to have that feeling as our, uh, that we had our last game. Um, and I reminded the guys, I said, guys, I'm going to tell you right now, a week into this, you're going to hate it. And every guy that I talked to throughout the summer said, you know what, Bernie, what you said, I've taken it to heart and, and yeah, I hate this. I hate this feeling. So, um, you know, I want that, uh, that hatred of that feeling, um, in my players. Uh, I want them to come back with a little spur up their butt, which I know most of the players have. And, uh, I'm excited to uh, get things going. We'll start with our structure. We'll start with the conditioning. And uh, we'll be ready for game one. What's your favorite part as a coach about camp? And what's your least favorite part about camp? My favorite part is the Sweet 16. Um, that's where I get my coaching staff and the players uh, um, all all coming together, uh, doing a little skate. Um, and, uh, you know, the biggest thing for me is bringing the guys in, getting the guys in, because you see how excited they are when they get to Rapid City and get to camp. Uh, and we get going. Um, they want to learn. They want to be the best that they can be, right? And um, it's not all about hockey with me. Uh, there is life lessons. Uh, I do have a lesson almost every single day when I go in and I talk to my group, and I sometimes talk a little too much to them. And I sometimes have to take a step back. But it's not all about hockey. It's different messages every day. Um, it's being as you can be every day. And there's different challenges. Um, there's a lot of psychologists that I talk to and, and I bring some of their stuff uh, into my group. Uh, I'm trying something a little bit different this year with, with my team and, and, and people that uh, are around here in, in rapid city. And, and one of the things I'm doing is I'm bringing uh, a speaker in every single, uh, um, every single month. And it's and just talk about their journey and, and who they are and how they are and, and what they become as people. And one of my guys is a friend, here that was a uh, bareback uh, champion, a rodeo champion that won the Calgary Stampede. And it's not about what you did. It's about how you got there and the grind that it took to get there. Um, and it could be a DJ, um, a disc jockey. It could be uh, a president of a, a, a school, which I'm going to be bringing in. So um, it's different, uh, uh, different teaching techniques that I, that I look at and I want to bring in. And, and uh, you know, it just opens the mind of the hockey player, not just hockey, hockey, hockey. It opens the mind of them um, seeing life in a different way, uh, but ultimately all coming back to that same old grind and how you got there and for the love of what you're doing. That's what I want to bring into my guys. So coach, just a couple of off topic questions that we've been talking about uh, the, the team upcoming this season. Um, what did you think of the, uh, the Babcock situation and not just kind of what he did with the phone thing and everything, but the, but how it unfolded with Bissonette, them all saying on the podcast and the investigation had to be released. I mean, a lot of dominoes had to fall. Just what was kind of going through your head? Cause I'm curious from a head coach standpoint, what, what you thought and saw. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, obviously I, I can't, and I won't comment too much on it, but I think it's, um, you know, I, I, I think, I don't know. I mean, I've talked to Mike Babcock. He's a, um, you know, alumnus of the Spokane Chiefs. So I've had the opportunity to, to talk with him. Yeah. Uh, he's a smart hockey mind. I know that. Um, and I, I don't know because I don't know all the details, but maybe it, um, you know, came out the wrong way that he was trying to do. I, yeah. I don't know. Um, but uh, I'll make sure I don't make that approach. 
Yeah, I was about to say, do you think coaches now, especially I guess the older ones, are they under a bigger microscope now? Do you think this was just kind of a weird one-time thing because Badcocks kind of had that trouble with younger players in the past? Well, it is. It's new age hockey, right? It, it, it's, yeah. uh, it is. It's you got to watch what you say. You got to watch what you do. And sometimes we teeter on that edge, right? Um, I know I do for sure. Um, but, uh, you know, I think gone are the days of the old school scolding the players and, and, um, the days of the players, um, you know, being understanding and being ready and, and, um, you know, excited to go. Um, you have to, you have to approach them. You have to approach them, um, kind of in your own way and you have to have your own message. Um, you know, so it is it's trying to find that, that fine line of getting to know your players because that's what we want. And I, and I truly believe, um, my players want to come back. Hence, hence a lot of the guys that continuously come back. Right. So, um, for me, for me, I, I, uh, uh, sorry guys, my wife just walked in. I'm going to podcast. God, <laughs> uh, you know, for me, it's, uh, um, it's, it's, it's finding that, that, that even keel line and, and getting to know the players the best you can. And again, at the end of the day, my players, um, you know, trust what I'm doing and want to continue to come back. I'll go back to Connor bleakly. Um, just quickly. He's good friends with, uh, Hudson Ellenick who signed in, um, Played for me in Spokane for five years. Played for me a couple games in in Rapid City um, when he was with Tucson. Uh, he's now in Chicago, um, but he he came up to me when he first came back to us and said, "You know what? Every lesson that you guys talked about and did, and maybe I rebelled. I now understand why." And he thanked me for that, and he thanked uh, Don Nockbar for that and it, it's unbelievable because when he's talking to players he's like birdie these guys want to come play for you when i when i get sent to the echl if i do i want to come play for you so I, I think building that trust with the players and understanding that i truly do care for them um and a few crazy things that i do um you know they like that well coach that was going to be you just sort of answered our last question and that's about culture and you certainly develop in a culture there and and you can see the the benefits from that we can't thank you enough uh, i know that it's been kind of hit and miss trying to get you on here because you're a busy guy but we can't thank you enough uh maybe we'll check in with you maybe halfway through the season and see how it's going if uh things ain't going well you know maybe we'll stay away we don't want to <laughs> We don't want to see you upset, but uh, I think you're going to have a hell of a season. Uh, I think the moves you made have been great. You've been you've been building that hockey culture. I think the organization has got nominated for different awards of being involved in the community and moving hockey there. And uh, boy, that's uh, that's pretty impressive, too. Yeah, for me, you know what? I appreciate it. Things aren't going so good. Maybe it is the the right time to uh, to get a hold of me because then you'll you'll. <laughs> what's going on the dog days um with myself yeah. always open that for real but um you know for for me it's building the brand um you know i think maybe last time we talked maybe the the rapid city rush haven't had that best uh, uh mojo or or um you know creed or credit or whatever it may be right. last few years and, and my job is to come in here and and uh, change that culture and bring out the brand, bring out the R in Rush, the respect of, of who we are as a group and who we are as players and how we want to be treated, right? So um, 
really we are seeing that throughout the league. Uh, we are respected. I've talked to a lot of coaches and they say how play, how hard our team plays. Um, and that's what I want to be known for is, is a coach that um, can bring out the best of the players, can maximize their potential. Um, and for the guys to come in and feel happy, be happy, be comfortable in a spot and uh, continue to win hockey games. So we're going to do the best that we can and I'll do the best that I can to uh, push these guys. Awesome. Coach, we'll say goodbye off air, but officially, thanks so much again for your time. We'll talk soon. Yeah, thank you, Coach. Anytime, guys. All right. Great talking with Coach Scott Burt, Rapid City. Yeah. Yeah. Glad that uh, hopefully now um, you get. we've been getting tons of DMs, texts, people calling, reaching out to us saying, you know, did you guys quit the podcast? You guys done now? Yeah, so we've only had one episode past two months, but... Actually, we had one two weeks ago. It was 30 days ago. Oh, 30 days ago. Yeah. Never, never mind. 30 days. Been a while, well, but... we'll give people updates um, as we go along, but it's been, uh, I think a lot of the listeners know, you've started uh, two different businesses here in yes. the medical marijuana industry. And um, so you've been super busy. Yep. I've been super busy. Uh, with, you've been out of town a lot too. Yeah, things lately. going on, but uh, a good time for us to be off in the summer. Right. Um, so we do have, we have, um, and I hate to mention, but we do have another ECHL head coach. Hopefully we'll have on next week. Yes. Um, we also, uh, have some returning players that, uh, we haven't spoken to in a while that are coming back on still trying to get some of the UK players and European players on the podcast and booked as well. So as hockey season rolls, uh, along, so will we, and, uh, we'll, uh, be back with the next episode hopefully next week sometimes scheduling you know like we were supposed to talk to you know coach Burt here last week but he had something come up last minute so sometimes uh schedule falls through and it throws us off a week or two yep and again that's just the way it is and again um no longer part of black and gold hockey productions so therefore we're a free agent podcast <laughs> so right. um you know, if any of the other podcast networks are listening or anything, if, if you guys are interested, please reach out. We're trying to find a new home, a new network that uh, believes in us and believes in what we do and to help give us that extra nudge and push and have that support from other podcasts, too, because uh, we want to be a part of that and really keep this going. You know, this summer, everybody's kind of like, what's going on with you guys? You guys have said multiple times you're getting back on it. But when we bought when I bought the business and everything it was crazy, you were gone a while. Like, that's right. This summer was crazy, but I feel like this summer is a good time where if we are going to take time off from a hockey podcast, off season's the time. So we're ready to get back to it. Also, Dad, I am excited about the Bruins. Everybody's given them no shot at anything. I still think they're a playoff team. Yeah, I think I they're still think that they're doing anything. Marshan is captain. I'm excited. We got to do an episode about the Bruins. Some people have been asking you guys to do your breakdowns or anything. We got to. Exactly. Get on. We've also been asked by uh, uh, some Sheffield fans and even Belfast fans to do another round of, uh, you know, I think the hockey season started up for them this past weekend. This okay. is September uh, 22nd for those that are uh, wanting context here. Uh, so we, we want to do some breakdowns for them as well. Also, I want to give a shout out to Tanner Wilson. Tanner and I have been in contact. He's a fan of the podcast. He really follows the junior leagues, especially, especially the second tier junior leagues. And he's been keeping me up to date on a lot of the AJHL and some of those other ones because, Dad, you didn't know this, but Oklahoma City, they have a team from the AJHL and they won their championship last year. And so they're doing some stuff this year as well. And so his focus is 
uh, Midwest hockey, focusing on the Texas teams, oh, any yeah. of the Oklahoma teams. And I didn't know that Oklahoma, Oklahoma had any of that. So I think that that's pretty cool. Sometime I may have Tanner come on the show. We may talk about some of those young kids, kind of highlight those other junior leagues. But I did want to give a shout out to Tanner for always texting me, keeping me up to date on that team. And it's been fun following all the Midwest hockey. There's hockey everywhere in America now. And that's it. You know, we're for the love of the game, not just uh, at, at the pro levels. Uh, it's all. That's why we're big fans of hockey. And we have on a lot of uh, different guests as well. So we'll end it here this week and we'll pick it up next week. Andrew? That's it. I'm just glad that everybody has stayed along with the podcast. We'll be back to our regular programming. And thank you again for joining.